spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label guys and the end spoken label back in the house on sunday evening yes we're back with spoken label today like i said and i've got a lovely young lady with me today as well been talking to her a bit on facebook recently and she actually made a poetic debut actually the night i go run speak easy last week and it was incredible i'll introduce her properly in a minute to let her tell you who it was but she went on stage and she just told me a few minutes ago that was the first time she'd ever read on stage to perform her own spoken word and she was brilliant and Chatting to her now, she's up. She's, I can tell she's got some kind of performance background because she does the bits and pieces, and it kind of showed because she was very, very comfortable on stage. Now, the young lady I've got with me is called Rosie Rainworth. Now, Rosie, obviously, for people that don't know you, first of all, then would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I know you told me already you've come from, you come from Sheffield originally and you're in Manchester now, so tell us a little bit about where your creativity came from, and we'll start from yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from Sheffield. Um, I moved to Manchester last September um, for university. I'm currently studying um, a joint honours degree of drumming and songwriting, um, which, I mean, I kind of, I've, I've always wanted to go into the music industry and stuff, but I think, you know, like writing like poems and all stuff like that, that's something I've done like my whole life. Um, and I really enjoy it. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the songwriting. So yeah, it's great. But um, yeah, I started playing like piano when I was six. Um, wow. And yeah, I just love creative stuff. So I've been doing it since then. Wow. Now, wh- where did your interest in playing the piano come from originally? At six um, in particular? Yeah, it's because it my best friend at the time started getting lessons and I was like kind of jealous about it. I was like, I want to oh. do that. So um, <laughs> I did. And I kind of, I had the same piano teacher actually from being six till 18. So... Wow. That was fun. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, that, that sounds great, that. Now, obviously, like you said before, you've been telling me off mic, obviously, I know originally, you're, I know you're in a band at the minute as well, and you're a drummer in the band. Now, what made you want to then move on to doing drumming instead of piano playing? Um, it kind of got to a point quite a few years ago when I got a bit bored of Beethoven and wanted to go more down the Slipknot route. So um, <laughs> I, um, I, I don't know, I kind of took up drumming um, 
in like GCSE time so probably when I was like 13 14 maybe um and I just absolutely fell in love with it and I've been doing it since then um yeah so that's that's what I kind of want to do now no no fair play fair play with you straight away with that so now obviously I don't actually know what any of your band is so if people would be curious what's the name of your band the name of the band is Millie Milner and the Dead Names. Um, I'm in the band The Dead Names because all of it's Millie's songs, but um, yeah, I just play them. <laughs> we're um, we're actually performing on a little stage at Glastonbury this year and also at Deershed Festival if anyone's going to that and wants to come see us. <laughs> really? No, good luck. Definitely. We'll do the best of it, definitely. Because like, I've, I've been in various bands over the years, not, probably not as heavy as your band, I'm, I suspect. <laughs> oh, no, trust me. It's, it's literally, it's like a folk country band. Oh, is so. it a folk country band? Oh, right. But can yeah. you, you, you hint to the point, you want to, you're in slip Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I'm, I'm into could... more of the heavy stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, this was a really good opportunity and I took it anyway, so I know I'm really enjoying it, so it's great. <laughs> Oh, no, that's good. No, good news to you straight away. Now, obviously, then, I said before, you've been at, you're, you're into heading towards the end of your first year at Union. And now, how has your creativity, do you think, has, it, has your creativity changed much over the past year? Um, it's definitely changed, but uh, definitely for the better. Because before, I kind of didn't really have a structure with, like, you know, what I was doing. I was just writing in my spare time and, like, you know, playing instruments when I got bored and stuff. But now it's, you know, it's daily, like I'm, I'm working on songs and everything. And I, I even um, had a few meetings with like the, the head of my uni and stuff. And I've founded the Spoken Word Society at my uni. So that's oh, going pretty well. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's, that's good to hear then straight away. So what plans have you got then with your Spoken Word Society then of your uni then? We've had a few meetups already. Um, I mean, we've got a few workshops coming up soon where we're going to, you know, get with all the people that are interested work on you know confidence on stage and stuff and how to like speak it so it's clear so you know you're not rushing it um and just like little writing exercises to get you more creative if you're in like a writer's block um and then I think probably monthly we're going to be having a little show like in the uni where people can like kind of share what they've been working on but yeah, it's going well. So <laughs> no, good, good, no. So I'm always believing when you're at uni like you're doing now. And I found this myself. It was there's got to be opportunities to come up yourself like to as to you just take take them, enjoy it, and then see yeah. what suits you basically as you go along, don't you? So definitely yeah, with exactly. that one because obviously, like I said before, you, your first first open mic spoken word open mic was over ourselves at Speak Easy. Tell yeah. us about that experience for yourself, and I'm, I'm curious to know. You oh, told me off mic before you were terrified, weren't you? <laughs> I was. I was so scared. I had to get a vodka and coke before I went on. Um, no, I was terrified because obviously, like I'd wrote quite a lot of things. I've got like a, a lot of things, and the majority of them are quite personal as well. Because um, I tend to find it easier to write, you know, when I'm like sad or, you know, when I'm just really like feeling it. So um, it's quite personal, and it's a bit scary to like stand up in front of loads of people you've never met and kind of share this really personal thing but I mean I was in the second half which I was really glad about because um it it really gave me you know the vibe that everyone was just really nice and like appreciative of everyone's no matter what it was about um so yeah and then I went up on stage and I was yeah I was like shaking I was terrified but um but yeah I really enjoyed it I got like round of applause it was it was just great it was a really nice like 
atmosphere. So I'm definitely going to do more. Definitely going to yeah, do more. Should do more. Should do. You're always welcome to come back on Speakeasy again. Thank and I'll, you. I'll speech about that afterwards anyway. But like, if yeah. I mean, what you learned from, from seeing our night was, let's I want your opinion on this as well. You saw the various ways you can do things. Like, didn't you yeah. like we had um, Grant on Grant Kernu, who's based like and um, he's based at poet stand up comic and mm. alternative folk singer. He was just like I said, he's you can get away with things on poetry sometimes, you can surprise yourself with sometimes. Yeah, I guess. And I, you, you probably thinking, weren't you? We weren't there, like, is this gonna be like you probably didn't know what you were stepping into? Almost, yeah, you, I had no idea, I had no idea. Yeah, and I know obviously like, people wondering, well, your, your, your friend Hannah came with me as well, didn't she? And, and she was yeah. there from Bournemouth. And, I, and yeah. I know you said she'd done stuff like that before, but again, like, that's your stepping out of your comfort zone in her case, where you basically, yeah. she, she'd done like nine hours of travelling to get up here, and I thought, wow. Yeah, nine <laughs> hours on two coaches. It oh, sounded like God. hell. Oh, I've done it. I've done it. I used to do an experimental metal band going with a couple, a couple from Bournemouth. I used to go down there and do gigs down there, and it's... Uh-huh. It was a long journey. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the best I've way never been. It. I've never been just for that reason. Can't bring yeah. myself to go. <laughs> no, it's one of those ones that knock you out, basically. So, but right, so yeah. that's for you to decide in the future yourself, anyway. So, now there's a couple of things I want to ask you about as well. Now, I can see on your profile as well, and I don't on Facebook. I don't know if this is legit or not with it. But um, what's your um, event, uh, relation to the lead mill like with an event promoter? Oh, I used to, um, that was quite a while ago. It was before I moved here for uni. Um, I used to just be like a little event promoter at Leadmill. It was nothing big. It was because I wasn't 18 then, so I couldn't work on the bar or anything. Um, so it was just like handing out leaflets and stuff. Oh, like it wasn't anything no. exciting. No, that's fair enough. I was just looking at that. Yeah, so yeah, it's no, nothing, I've, nothing amazing. <laughs> no kidding. Um, I've not obviously with you only just getting to going into your spoken word now, and also your band stuff as well. Um, where mm-hmm. would you like your creativity to lead you to next? Then, do you have any ideas? I'm, I'm absolutely not sure to be honest. I'm just kind of going with the flow at the minute. Um, I'm gonna start like writing more. Um, and especially, I need to write anyway for the um for the songwriting course but that can be pretty bad because if I have to write it it kind of you know it's not fun writing when you have to it's you know it's more fun when you want to um but yeah I'm not I'm not too sure I'm definitely going to write more um going to go forward with this band you know as as far as it takes me um and yeah just kind of see see what comes of of uni and what comes of the band and and everything really Oh, no, no, good luck, good luck, we definitely so. Like I said, I think it's like I said, it's a stage right where you are. It'd be, you've clearly, clearly got your fingers, if you know what I mean, in a few pies, haven't you? Because obviously, like, you yeah. want to create, you want to do songwriting. So, what you're going to do, mm. you're going to learn to play guitar with as well, on, or piano, is it again, you sing, you know? Um, I don't know, because I really cannot sing for the life of me. <laughs> oh, I that's only, only a minor complication, right? I hate singing, I know. I think I was singing once when I was younger and my mum came up to me, she was like, Rosie, just stick to playing the piano. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I agree, never again. But um, yeah, I'm kind of trying to teach myself how to play the guitar, but it really hurts my fingers. So I'm not getting too far with that. Um, but yeah, I'm songwriting, I kind of prefer to write um, like instrumental, and you know, with kind of like spoken word over the top in a sense. Um, 
and kind of like music for film and things. I find that really interesting. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good way to go because you are coming. I'm coming across more and more nowadays of people like doing spoken word over music because yeah. at the moment, and I don't know whether it's going to work, but I'm currently working with at the moment with a Huddersfield-based poet himself. I do like ambient music, yeah. and it's I've worked with quite a few people, and it's it's you learn something every time you do stuff like that. But to do it by yourself as well is, is definitely there is a market for it nowadays as well. So oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and also I said trying to get into like doing like you said before, if you're going to like soundtrack work for films and stuff. Again, it's a great yeah. idea, and it's I think if you build yourself up slowly with it, you, you don't know who knows where it'll lead to, basically. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, okay. If you look at the soundtracks, I've got to ask you the obvious question then. Do you have any favourite soundtracks? Um, I actually don't at the minute. I just I'm kind of in the middle. I'm at the beginning of searching, like you know, like researching soundtracks and and film music and stuff because we've been given it as like an assessment. We've got to write some music for film. Um, so I'm kind of right at the beginning of all of that. But in terms of instrumental music, um, you know, with like spoken word over the top and stuff, I think my biggest inspirations for that are probably like Black Midi. Um, I don't know if you know the band Black Midi, but um, they're kind of my biggest inspiration. They're, they're like quite heavy, like kind of post-punk mixed with jazz and, oh, it's so cool. But Black Midi is yeah. someone. Not a band I know, but again, I'm always paired with all those. Right, there we are. I'll we'll have a look at them later, right? So Yeah, they're great. <laughs> that's why. So I'm always very, very interested, like, except for that one. So always paired mm. and check out new materials. Right, but no, but love it, definitely. So I said, no, like I said, it's all we say that moment off site. We've been, you're barely getting, just getting going. There's not a lot else yeah. we can really cover today. So on that side of things. So what mm. I'm going to do is to wrap up this part, Rosie. But obviously, if people want to get hold of you, where are the best going? Um, probably on Instagram. Um, it's not like a, it's not a formal account. Um, I mean, my normal, my normal Instagram account is Rosie Rayworth. Um, just as one word with like no spaces or anything. And Rayworth is spelled R-A-Y-W-O-R-T-H. Um, and I also have a tiny little poetry account that's got like 10 followers on it. Um, and that's just where I put kind of the majority of my recent stuff. And the name of that one is R, full stop, R, full stop, and then poem. Um, Brilliant. Right, yeah, no, all, the had, other, all the other names were taken, so. <laughs> yeah, no, well, then I have, I've had a problem with a few pages of the Instagram as well. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Uh, no, I've read your poetry. I've really enjoyed it on there, definitely. So, Thank no, good you. Look, good look, definitely. So, now what we're going to do then, we'll wrap up this part, Rosie, and mm-hmm. people are interested, we'll come back in part two in a few moments. And we'll get you to do some poems for us if you're okay with that. Yeah, that sounds great. Brilliant. Okay, guys and girls, we'll see you in a minute. Spoken label. Hi, guys. Yes, spoken label still here. And the end with the lovely Rosie. Rosie is now going to do three poems for us. Over to you, Rosie. Cool. Um, this first poem is called Barbies. This is the first poem that I spoke at the speakeasy that I went to. Um, and it got a great reaction. So It's got themes of, like, you know, LGBT issues and stuff like that. So, yeah, here we go. Um, Yeah, yeah, again, this one's called Barbies. I'm writing this poem to all the Barbies I made kiss each other when my parents went in the other room. I'm writing this poem to all the wives I've made cheat on their husbands with their housemaids in the Sims game on my laptop. I'm writing this poem to my childhood best friends who I seem to like less when they got boyfriends. 
I'm writing this poem to the young girls who like their best friends and their boyfriends. I'm writing this poem to the girls who have to change the pronouns on the letters they write on Valentine's Day to him instead of her. I'm writing this poem to the girls who want to be boys but stay and suffer as girls to avoid questioning. To those who wear sports bras a bit too small for them to bring less attention to their femininity. To those who Google what gender am I on safari and delete the tab as fast as they physically can afterwards. To those who complete the quiz and still feel as invalidated as before. To those who sit in the awkward equilibrium between each label. To those who measure their chest with string and a sharpie instead of using that tape measure downstairs in dad's toolbox to make sure they buy the right size binder. To those who click discreet delivery at checkout. To those who sit in the tiny closet made by the people lounging in the spacious living room. To that lesbian couple in secondary school who constantly get asked for threesomes by the popular boys at age 12. To that gay couple they get asked to step outside of the religious studies class. To the silent teachers who pass on hatred and disgust through generations like secondhand clothing. To the boys who said she was only bisexual for the attention. To the girls who stood up and laughed to the vomit noises hurled at her through the corridor when she holds her girlfriend's hand. To those who are planning their Valentine's Day letters. To those whose best friends have just got boyfriends. And to those who have just downloaded The Sims game on their laptop. And to those whose parents have just bought their daughter brand new Barbies. Excellent stuff. I remember that one well. That that did go down really well at Speakeasy. But what yeah. I liked, what I liked about that one, Rosie, and I, as I remembered the piece, I could talk about this one. Was I, when you're doing poems that have got a rhythm of repetition like that, mm. it is very easy, I think, sometimes to misjudge it. But I think mean, you got the pacing about right on that. Was that quite an easy piece for you to write? That was it. Yeah, it kind of. I, I think I wrote that one in about like ten minutes or something. Um, because it's based on it's based on like you know my own experiences and also experiences of like people that I know. Um, so I used to had have a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend for probably like two or three years, I think, um, when I was little. And there's some lines in there that you know like really resonate with that. Um, so I think it kind of came from that point of view, and also from what I'd heard from like my friends and their experiences and things. So, yeah. No, it's an excellent piece. Like I think it's really, really hard in that one because you could have easily misjudged that. And it's yeah. I've, I wrote a piece like that myself in the past where it's a good point for writers is when you've got the rhythm going, it can be very, very easy to write or it mm. can be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no two words about it, but I think you did a really good job on that. Excellent. Okay, on to your second piece then. Okay, this is the other one that I spoke at the speakeasy. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like a cringy little love poem. So um, I think everyone needs to write one of those in their lifetime. So this is mine. Uh, it's called The Tree. Everyone has a tree, I think. A special tree they climbed up as a child or one which overlooks a big field or a lake or a memory. A happy place to take your mind when you need a break. But I think our tree is the most special of all. I cried there. We cried there. I laughed there harder than ever before. One of those laughs where you eventually turn silent and can only clap to show your amusement. The type that sends an awful lovely pain to your stomach. You kissed me there. I did more than kiss you there. 
We laid in a hammock, slept in a tent, started a fire, started a love at the tree. Our tree. Oh, and it had the best views. Fields as far as the eye can see. The most beautiful sunsets. I used to say that all the past artists painted that sky just for us every night we were up there. You laughed. That place felt like the warmest hug, even on those snowy days when my hands were freezing yours. I visited the tree the last time I went home, alone this time. It didn't have the same feel as it used to. Maybe you were my tree all along. Thank you. <laughs> That's lovely. Again, it's like, it's very different change in tone to your first piece, so. Yeah. I think, I think whenever you're doing like poetry and readings and stuff, it's always very, very good if you've got a nice variety and you pick in your back pocket, if you know what I mean, right? But yeah, last... I try and, I kind of try and write each one in like a different style. Um, you know, just to challenge myself. Otherwise it gets a bit boring, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, completely, completely. Because every piece I write, it tends to go in batches normally, where I might, yeah. whatever, some for a couple of pieces on a certain topic. And then, I won't read all three of them, say, for example, one reading. I'd do somewhere, say, one for the week before, or that's somewhat different again altogether. Yeah. Reflects different distances, different vein and where you were in your life. And no, it's a good yeah. choice. Both really good pieces, I'm straight away. Thank you. And okay, now you're doing one I don't know now to conclude with. Yeah. You? It's meant to this... be a bit more hard hitting, I think you said before, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's very hard hitting. Um, this one is called Wandering Hands. It has. Um, you know, obvious themes of like sexual assault. Um, so if you're listening and you can't listen to that right now, then you know, I'm not going to be offended. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, and so um, quick, quick thing to say is obviously, Rose, if people you think this could be too much for you, skip the rest yeah. of the podcast, and it's understandable. But anyway, Rose, yeah, I'll leave it to you, my dear. Thank you. Yeah, so this piece is called Wandering Hands. If I remember correctly, we used to be boyfriend and girlfriend back in primary school. Obviously, just one of those childish relationships where you talk to each other once a week in the playground. You were the funny one, I think. The class clown that everyone adored. You won an award at the end of year six for being the most likely to be a TV show host or a famous comedian. You were the main role in every single school play. You were Joseph from the Bible, Joseph with his colourful dream coat or whatever it was, Prince Charming in that one-off Cinderella play. You were it all. No need to even audition. There's a photo of you in one of my baby photo albums somewhere in my house. You came over for tea one night as my family was acquainted with yours. Fish fingers and beans. I gave you an extra fish finger as I had a little crush on you, but so did everyone. Soon, secondary school came around and I was sat next to you in maths class. Normal fun, normal chit-chat, distracting each other from doing any maths itself because we both despised the lesson. And then sixth form, when we parted ways and I was actually quite emotional to see you go, even though we'd not had an out-of-lesson conversation for a few years. Finally 18, free to go clubbing and be a not-so-independent adult. I was out with a work friend and my best friend at the time. We bumped into you in Weatherspoons, what a surprise. You said you were with your family who were leaving soon, so you'd come and join us at our table in about five minutes. You did. Let's have a shot. Oh, toffee vodka, count me in. 2am, apple sours, sure, why not? 3am, cherry sambuca, cheeky. 4am, last orders at the bar, so we settled on some final toffee vodkas and decided to be on our way. It was too late for a cheap taxi and too early for a bus, so we chose to try and get a room in a hotel. No room at the inn, unfortunately, or any inn in Sheffield for that matter. 
I said we could sleep in the summer house in my garden until you could get the bus back in the morning. Charlotte would stay over too. So we crept in. I had a gut feeling my parents would be, would be mad if we made any noise. And into the summer house. 5am, straight to sleep, please. I'm so tired. We all laid like sardines, still fully clothed in our clothing outfits. You laid next to me, but that was okay because, you know, I knew you and I trusted you. 5.30am, I'm going to sleep now. I turned away from you because I didn't want you to see my sleeping face. 6am, seriously, I'm going to sleep. 6.30, maybe I want this. I must have given you the wrong sign, so, I mean, it's my fault, really. I mean, I kind of owe it to you at this point. 7am, if I close my eyes and pretend to sleep, then you'll stop. 8am, I haven't made a noise in three hours. Surely you think I'm asleep? At nine, you fell asleep anyway. I did not. At 10, you got up, put your trousers on and thanked me for letting you stay. At 10.30, Charlotte woke up and went home. It's 3.20 a.m., seven months later, and I still lose sleep over the thought of your wandering hands. Thank you. That's really, that's really powerful, that, Rosie, indeed. Now, obviously, I don't want to go into a lot of the the background of that piece I think is inappropriate but I think it is worth obviously raising a point here of situations what you've said there basically is anybody gets into situations like that don't be afraid yeah that's why straight away of it it's, no, it's really powerful so it's, it's a brave it's a brave piece to write that okay so that's all yeah. I can all I'm going to say there in that one okay so <laughs> thank you thank like you I said, yeah. so now that is the end of Spoke Label of the session. So I want to thank Rosie again for today. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. And thank I wish you, you all really the best. It. I wish you all the best of your creativity. So I look forward to, to speaking to you in the future, definitely. And let's keep, keep your fingers crossed you. Let's see where you head to next, basically, with it. So like I said, it's having I said before, in it, um, you've got plenty of options opening up to you at the moment. A lot yeah, depending definitely. on which direction you want to go with yourself. I think your writing's, writing's up there. Your writing's good enough straight away. And I'm intrigued on your band, certainly you're in at the minute. <laughs> yeah. And, and hopefully be able to get some more music going as well. So it gives me form. So, well, yeah. hang around anyway, Rose. I do need a quick wordy off the microphone anyway. Yeah, but that's fine. Thank you again for today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I've absolutely loved it. Thank you for having me. Okay, guys and girls, now, as Don Callis says, formerly of Impact Wrestling, stay safe and stay over. And we'll see you all next time. Spoken later.